Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from the Carson City Saloon, it's the Bud Light Happy Hour. Presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Where you in Zat? Where you in Zat? Come down to the Car City Saloon right now. $2.25. That's all it's going to cost you for a Bud Light bottle. Watch a little college basketball. Watch a little NHL action. Penguins. Capitals. It's going to be on 7 o'clock. I'm Rob Rossi in for the Bud Light Happy Hour here from the finest sports bar in Pittsburgh, Car City Saloon. Joining me, a man I've known a long time. In a different point of our lives, we used to travel a bit together. Just a bit. Just a bit. Mark Caboli, I guess I'm on your turf now. Yeah. You know what? We probably should just spend the whole hour talking about our travel. Well, there's one story I don't think we want to tell. (laughs) There's many. About about a Christmas Day journey. (laughs) Christmas Day. Uh, I know there was a trip in a couple years ago I wasn't even at the the, the Tennessee trip. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that would be coming up. That would would sell a couple books, right? So since I've last appeared anywhere on uh, Airways with you, you have... You have uh, changed your working address. How you're, about that? you're now with theAthletic.com. We just had James Myrtle on, who is my senior supervisor. Yes, How I'm about not that? sure he knows your name. I don't so think he does either. But uh, <laughs> in my contract, it does say James Myrtle is your so, is I mean, currently your senior supervisor. Maybe, I, maybe in between breaks, I should try to connect you guys. Yeah, uh, I think we've uh, communicated once yeah. via the. The computer. That's sort of my role in the athletic. I just connect people, and you know, <laughs> next thing they know, they get jobs. Look back. So, um, yeah, so we, how are you we, liking it? I it's mean, it's great. a different. It's a different uh, experience. You've gone from being a hardcore print guy to now being part of two, uh, you know, online subscription sites. What? Wh- how does that change the way you you approach your job? Well, the last one I was at wasn't changing at all. I just approached it the same exact way. Okay. It was just that's how you, they wanted to do it. Here it's a little bit different. It, and it brings us back to More you know, freedom when, here? Yeah, you know, it brings us back to like when we actually started when breaking news really, you know, breaking news is when you open up the paper in the morning right. or maybe when the, the clock hit midnight and you checked online and saw mm-hmm. anything. Right now, I mean, what they're pushing and what we're offering is the ability to write good stories over quality stories. How many times, I mean, as a beat writer over the past whatever years now, player X says something in the locker room, I run upstairs, throw three paragraphs online, tweet it, social media it out, and you read it, and it's three paragraphs. It's like, oh, okay. Right. I think I just got dumber well, reading it's it. Well, uh, it's a tough spot, right, because you want to you wanna thoroughly cover a team, yes. right? But it, it does get cumbersome. I mean, I... I always say I was lucky. I I was an aggravating talent who actually liked the grind of a beat. And you liked aggravating the talent. I liked aggravating, <laughs> aggravating the talent. So that stuff, but it, it does become soul-sucking. And you do have to get to the point, I think, where you start prizing the quality of the work as opposed to the quantity of the output. And what's interesting to me now is I think – 
the places that are going to in the media uh, take the next step and, and thrive, not just survive, but thrive, are going to come to that realization that you can't be a one-stop yeah. shop. Yeah, right now I think we have passed that imaginary line of going too far. Now we're worried about is quantity, quantity, quantity in the masses. I mean, right. a lot of them. That's all they care about is it's quantity over quality, clicks over you know good stories, and that's where we're at. And, and eventually, I mean, the consumer will push back and say, you know what, I want to read this stuff. I want to read actually good stories, sought out stories, even if it takes you know t- two hours longer than than a newspaper outlet. At least I can flush it out and make it a good read, and that's their whole M.O. right now, and that's fine with me. I well, don't have to... Congratulations. I mean, it sounds like a wonderful opportunity for you, Absolutely. and like I said, Pittsburgh's very lucky because Pittsburgh has a lot of very intelligent football people covering the football team, and I think they do things differently, all of you, but you know, I think I've always felt very lucky to be able to sort of read the coverage of the Steelers in this town because there's enough of it that it's that it's nobody's the same and I think it's a tough beat to cover because let's face it they are no 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 and I, I mean know where you're going. No 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 I mean this it's um the truth is Mark the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't just a team in this town they're an institution yes. and it's a it's a it's a thing where it seems like a lot of their fan base either wants nothing but good or nothing but bad. And to try to find where the reality is in that, it's a very hard chore. Yeah. I mean, and they're dramatic, too. Yeah. They've become a very dramatic team I mean, in recent years. Th- the problem with that is no matter what you're right, half the people will be happy and half right. the people will be upset. That's why I always try to just yeah. anger the people because it's like a lot easier than ever. If, they never, if you never give them a chance to like you, there's really no threat of ruining your day. You know, I, I could write the same exact story, <laughs> tweet it out there or whatever, and I'll get two, two separate reactions of calling you a homer or you're just looking for the, the bad story, looking to tear these people down. And I'm, I'm sure that's everywhere, but it, it does with the Steelers. That's for the Steelers and the organization. That's where I thought you were going to. It's not an easy nut to crack. I mean, no. They don't welcome strangers with open arms. Well, I mean, you're you're uh, you've been covering the Steelers in some way shape oh or form my. for a publication for what? Since 2002. 2002, right? Yeah, full time since 03. So you're and I mean, in any oh. other city, you're an established yeah. guy and you are here, but there are guys that on that beat are have been there twice oh as yeah. long as you. Well, we you know what we do in the media room there's uh, only a handful of good chairs. Right. Air I'm aware of that. The good chairs. So we By the way, so you know, when I was a columnist, everybody, I should have received one of those good chairs. But I was such a great teammate that I let the, I would often sit in, like, the hard chairs with my computer on my lap. Yeah. And then they're like, why don't you come around more? Well, because you don't give me a seat. So these chairs have been there since, since they opened in 2000, <laughs> so a lot of them are broken. There's only about seven or eight of them now, and I threw out there, let's give it to by seniority. And even by seniority, <laughs> me being there 16 years, I barely get one You're of the into the chair. I was like, oh my, I'm like sixth or seventh on the list here. Wow. And I've been here it's a, I mean, it's an step, but it's a beat that's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting beat from that end, too, because the, the Steeler way, which we hear of, and it applies to a lot of different people, a lot of different ways, right, Mark? Uh, and by the way, you're listening to the Bud Light Happy Hour here on ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm Rob Rossi. Follow me on Twitter at Real 
underscore Rob Rossi. I'm verified now. Thank you very much. You? Once Congrats. again, I, I, I lost it and then brought it back. Uh, Mark Caboli of The Athletic is the guest and uh, the co-host here. And, Mark, what's your Twitter handle now? Just my name. At, at Mark Caboli. There you go. Okay. So and I'm verified. And you're verified. And I'm 280. I'm, all, I'm, I'm like, I'm like raring to go. You're 280. Wow. And verified. And does your, does your A turn to I or whatever it is? No, it no, does no, not do okay. that. Well, what does that mean? I don't I even see know. That. I, I've see, Mark, is that just a glitch? The, the, the amount of time I'm on Twitter when I don't have to be, as you know, I, uh, when I, I say this with devil. affection, I, I hate the people. I hate so, the Twitter. I yeah. hate the social so, media. But. but this is the Bud Light Happy Hour. And by the way, Steelers Pro World Headquarters, that's the place you want to go. The ESPN Pittsburgh Bud Light Happy Hour is coming to you live from Carson City Saloon. And it is brought to you by that very Steelers Pro Shop. Visit any one of the four official Pittsburgh Steelers Pro Shops for the world's most complete selection of Steelers merchandise. They're at Heinz Field, Grove City's premium outlets, South Hills Village Mall, and the newest location, the Tanger Outlets. Or simply log on to shop.steelers.com. Steelers Pro Shop. Get it right. Get it direct from the team. All right, now that we've paid the bills, Mark, the Pittsburgh Steelers have an interesting situation on their hands this week because they're coming off a bye week and they're uh, playing a team that in recent seasons uh, they've struggled on the road against teams you would think they would have uh, success with. Do you buy into any of that? Or yes. Okay, so why, have to. why will this be different? I don't know if it will be different. Okay. I mean, I, I've, I've... This would be a bad loss for them. It would be one of their worst losses ever. I mean, because they're in control of their own destiny right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I always want to say they're over it. They're over it. And it always pops up one, one right. way or another. And it's happened a lot over the past couple of years. I did write a story about this. And I'll give you some stats. I even have it on, on my phone here. You ready for this? Is, is, is this at theathletic.com? At the Athletic. They've lost to a sub-500 team on the road at least once in each of the past six years. Wow. They are 20-21 and 21 in the past 10-plus years under Tomlin against 7-500 teams on the road. 7-14 and 14 since 2012. 12-11 against teams with at least three games under 500. And here's my favorite. They've been at least 10-point road favorites eight times under Tomlin. They've lost three of those. They've only covered once. Wow. So, I mean, you keep saying that. They're so passing, but they're thing. not passing. It has to be a thing. David DeCastro just told me, hey, it might be human nature. I don't know, but it's real. Okay, but if it's every sticking point is either a sticking point or one day it doesn't become one, are they are they past it if they get past this week? No, no. I don't think they'll ever be past it until I don't know when. Until I when? Mean, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know until it doesn't happen for a year or two. Right now, this team looks like they're in position not to let that affect them because they've had opportunities to let it affect them. They, what they need to do is come out in the Colts and do what they do. I mean, even if you win 16 to 10, that's not going to be good enough. They've got to come out and whip them. Yeah. Whip them from start to finish, solid game, top to bottom, and everybody will be happy, and that will be a great way to start the second half. But I don't believe that will happen. Well, let's get into that then when we come back. Why Mark Caboli has no faith that the Steelers are going to whip the Indianapolis Colts this week up in Indianapolis. I'm Rob Rossi. This is the Bud Light Happy Hour coming to you live from Carson City Saloon 225. Bud Light bottles. Get down here. Get some of those right now. You're listening to ESPN Pittsburgh. 
more of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Al Crowley is a degenerate, but he's also a uh, sick degenerate. And I don't mean that in a mental way. I mean that in a physical way. Yeah. But Adam is out, so uh, instead of uh, Adam Crowley, you get, well, let's be honest, you go from roast beef to prime rib. Rob Rossi in for. <laughs> I'm just thinking that that wood trip we're on. Uh, what was that one in Cincinnati? They said you look like a a shrimp guy. No, no, it was something like that. It was like, yeah, we were. Uh, so I'm the other voice you hear is Mark Caballi <laughs> of the Athletic. I'm Rob Rossi of Upgroove and uh, the Tribune Review, and uh, we are here at Carson City Saloon, the best sports bar in Pittsburgh. Come down two dollars twenty five cents. That's going to get you a Bud Light bottle. So hey. You can come down here with 20 bucks and really have a good night. Um, drive safely. But I right, watch the uh, – watch. we got college basketball. we got college basketball. West Virginia, your alma mater. West Virginia, mater. my alma mater, wearing some uh, fatigued uniforms. But, it is uh, Veterans Day observed today. Right. right. They're playing – I don't even know where they're playing. Aren't they playing out in uh, Germany? I believe so, yes. It's like Pitt like a couple years ago yeah. when they went to Bob, Okinawa. Bob, Bob Huggins and Germany. Nothing could go wrong there. <laughs> Oh, my but, goodness. But uh, uh, stick with uh, ESPN Pittsburgh, by the way, because we are going to have the Robert Morris Colonials versus the Ohio State University in a basketball match. And if you want to come down to Car City Saloon for those $2.25 Bud Light specials, Mark, you can watch Penguins Capitals. I know I know you're a big puck fan, Mark Caboli. I know you love your hockey. My, You know, I can't <laughs> watch it at home at times because my daughter won't allow me. She screamed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Me one time. No hockey. Hockey bad. <laughs> That's the conversations We're, I have with Gino. Hockey bad. Hockey bad. No, no. <laughs> All right, Mark, you were saying uh, last segment that you don't have confidence the Steelers are going to come out here and put a, uh, put a hurting on the Indianapolis Colts. So let me ask you this. How much of that is because the factors you mentioned, they, they've struggled in these spots before. How much of that is they are still struggling to put great drives away with touchdowns? And that's really keeping teams in games against them. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's any game. You look at last year when they were in Indianapolis, I believe they scored four times when they were in the red zone or darn close to it. So, I mean, that, th- those definitely turn close games into blowout games. And for some reason, it just hasn't worked this year with red zone or do you, do you goal line type of stuff. It just what hasn't is worked. the reason, though? It doesn't make any sense because they practice it so much. And they've been so successful at it. I can... Well, might you, it be the quarterback just not being as um, effective as a as a passer as he has been uh, in years you know, past? Here's the thing here. I'm just I'm, asking. Uh, I don't uh, uh, with the goal line situations, for some reason, they've gone to mostly shotgun, which is strange to me. In your in the goal line situation, go to shotgun, but they they need to be able to, in my opinion, do with the jumbo package. I don't know if they've been able to do that because Gilbert's missed six of the eight games. Put Hubbard in, just pound it forward, full back. You saw what Roosevelt Knicks was able to do for uh, a stretch against, um, I think, Baltimore and Kansas City. 
That's what I think they need to. I think they're trying to be too fancy. Antonio Brown is a guy that's not great. If there's one thing about him, he's not great around the goal line. For well, there's not reason, a lot he's, of room. He's a small, I mean, he's a small, small guy. guy yeah. He's going to get bumped a lot. He's going to get bumped off his routes. That's why they like Ladarius Green so much last year. Big body. Oh, that's right. I forgot there. about him. In the, he, was in, he was actually in the locker room a couple of weeks ago. They're not going to bring him back, but uh, <laughs> they need some kind of big body like that to do that. I, I don't like 50-50 balls. I think they're trying to, you know, throw the dart at everything, see what works. And I think the best thing to work is go with the big offensive line and just power it. I don't think they've done enough of that. I mean, you seem to have a plethora of running backs to be able to do that, especially one in particular who might just be the best running back in the league. So I would – I don't understand – and I do. I normally don't like to side with the fan base on anything, but when they get frustrated about the offense, I, I understand where they're coming from down in the red zone. Because sometimes, especially with the way you see this interior line block, and I, I read your piece was it was it last week or the week before about the uh, interior line. I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> everything well, you, runs together. Yeah, Rob. well, but you wrote it. You were t- you wrote about there, and you've talked about this on Twitter a lot too. Just how well they're blocking in that interior line, I, to me, like, keep it simple, stupid. Run the football. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think they've done that nearly enough. I think they try to be fancy at times. But it's not all Todd Haley's fault. Right. Because you know the uh, Roethlisberger and there's the new phenomenon in the NFL the past year and a half with the run-pass option. Yeah. He goes up there and he can determine where he whether it's going to be a run to the left, run to the right, pass, wh- whatever it is. He makes those determinations, so it's not all on the court, on the offensive coordinator. And when, unless he overrules him, you just go down there. Does that happen more than people know? What overrolling? The overrolling? I don't think so. No, I, I know it happened once, and he made us usually I, made us know that it happened because it was a failure. That was uh, when the couple where their last home game was. They uh, when they couldn't get the playoff. In time, oh, had yeah. to kick on third down. He right. said, well, Todd told me to stick with it. And I was like, well, I don't know about this and whatever. <laughs> so I think power – I mean, that's, those are things that come in bunches too. Once they start getting a little bit more, you know, success and with I get it, the I sen- think they can I, be good. And I get the sense that, you know, they're about to pop in that regard where we're going to hit a stretch at some point where the Steelers are going to have like that three-game stretch where they put up a bunch of points just because they're finishing drives. You remember they did that, what, two, three years ago? And they, they had a bunch of home games. and they It was the Colts and the Ravens back-to-back. Right. Back. I think Roethlisberger threw like 12 touchdown yeah. passes and that they could really use something like that. Right now, this is the per- – I mean, this Colts team is just disgusting. Yeah, they're a bad football How team. How many teams – I would like – I don't know if this is even a, a, something you can find out. A team that's changed all 11 starters on defense from one year to the next. I don't think that's probably ever happened in the history of the NFL. And that might be a team that beats the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I, I'm not saying they will or they should, but I've seen it way too many times. Yeah. It, is, it could be a one-possession game. You're going to be like, why are they letting the Steelers hang around? And it's tough to call around? it a trap oh. game when they continuously fall into the trap. I mean, they they lost last three off of buys, too. Right. They're coming up on a short week yeah. with the Dick LeBeau, too. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things that's swimming. Coming off a of buy. Short week. Short week. 0-3 yeah. and off of buys recently. It's all there. It's all there for yeah, the It sounds the like if you're a Steeler fan, you need a drink. So I I, uh, I, I suggest you get down to the Carson City Saloon and have a uh, $2.25 Bud Light bottle. Uh, and you stick around with Marco Bulli and me, Rob Rossi, as we come back here on ESPN Pittsburgh. 
Now, more of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Get your butts down to the Carson City Saloon, Pittsburgh's best sports bar. Come say hi to Tracy and everybody else down here. Get a uh, $2.25 Bud Light bottle while you watch some college basketball and some Penguins Capitals action. Also, consider the Carson City Saloon for the Steelers game this Sunday. This is your last 1 o'clock game for a while, isn't it? I'm just hoping maybe they'll flex the Packers Sunday night game out. Out because no Aaron Rodgers. Those Those are two pretty loyal fan bases, though. That might be a big number for them. Here's Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but there's a better game on the docket with the Rams and the Saints. They both could be eight and two at the time, I believe. That's just wishful thinking, man. I mean, these. I guess the good thing is, is five of the last seven are at home, but you know, one of them's Christmas Day again, and the other ones. I don't know. Mark Holly's very upset. The poor guy's making big money writing for the Athletic to cover the Steelers, no, and all he does I is just, I mean, I just don't like the eight thirty games. I don't like the. I don't like the Christmas one. I don't like the Christmas game. Either. I mean, I come on. I, th- I mean, Christmas. They just got to stop it. Mark, I want to talk a little bit broader league issue here because I think it does involve the Steelers, the team that you cover. Art Rooney II is on this compensation committee for the Roger Goodell contract that looks like it's possibly, probably going to be approved. Jerry Jones is threatening to sue everybody. Um, We've seen reports that there are two owners on that committee that while not against the extension, aren't necessarily ready to sign off on it. Do we know where Art Rooney II is on this? Oh, I'm pretty darn sure he's with the Roger Goodell because he's the one that, you know, basically brought him in, or at least Dan was, and made him so, the commissioner. So I'm pretty sure he's on board with with Goodell. So that's interesting to me because this is really, I think, one of the first – it is – no, I guess, I guess you could say the 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 anthem situation was the first one, but this is a significant uh, moment in the NFL with what in terms of what we're going through with the commissioner's contract. Yeah. And you know, Jerry Jones is a big figure. The Rooney family has been maybe the signature family in this league in terms of settling uh, a lot of disputes. Yeah. And this is really Art Rooney the second's first chance to you know, do this without his father. So, um, I mean, have, what are your thoughts on this? My thought is this. It's, to me, Jerry Jones just seems like a guy who's trying to get back in, at Roger Goodell. Honestly, oh, yeah. what is Roger Goodell? He is just a mouthpiece for the 30 owners. So everything that's passed, everything that's brought to light here with the rules of the NFL is basically – what the owners want as a majority. Right. So how do you come back and say, okay, Roger Goodell, you're not doing your job, when he's just speaking for the guys in front? Remind you, he doesn't like what's happening with Ezekiel Elliott. We know this. Right. Remember Greg Hardy maybe a year or two ago? Yeah. I mean, you're a guy who's supported him to, to the ends of the earth, and he, he turned out to be the biggest well, piece of garbage Well, I think it's possible that Jerry Jones is just a crazy old man at this yes. point. And he has a couple people in his back. You know, these people, they're probably you know unaware or – or not sure which way they want to go yet. I'm quite sure we can figure out who they are. Who the heck got Stan Kroenke to L.A. immediately? Right. Who the heck got, you know, Oakland to uh, Las Vegas? It doesn't historically 
the owners that have been willing to challenge the other NFL owners have lost. But that was an, it was a much smaller business back then, and you had these families, the Hallises, the Roonies, the um, Maras, who had a lot of clout. Do you still believe they, those families still have that clout? I think it's the McClaskeys now and uh, the Maras and the uh, other Yorks and all that. I mean, do they still have that clout to back okay. down sort of a insurgency? I think so. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I don't think. Yeah. I think it's bad for the league if they don't. Yeah, but Jerry Jones is a he's a Hall of Famer now. Right. So he has really, you know, produced a lot for yeah, this. Yeah, but the league. last I checked, that the Rooney still have two owners that are in the Hall of Fame <laughs> compared to their one. True. So. But what I'm saying is he does have a lot of pull in this league, but it just screams to me of just sour grapes. I'm sure Kraft is with him as well. I mean, you have to get the majority of the owners to go along with this and I just can't see what you're saying that's upsetting you so much about Roger Goodell right now. Is it because somebody oh, sits for the National I, Anthem? I look at it this way. I think there's a lot of cogent points that can be made about Roger Goodell if you're an owner about being dissatisfied with his performance. But to me they're all outweighed by the fact that you keep making billions and billions of dollars. And at the end of the day, if I'm an owner of an NFL franchise, the man has made us a $20 billion a year industry. So, you know, I don't want to say he can shoot somebody in the middle of the street and get away with it, but probably. I know. I wonder if it's anything to do with the money he's making. Is it too well, much? the money that make, he's making, but I'm saying the money's making them. But the problem is, too, is the CBA is coming up here in, I mean, quicker than you think. I think right. 2021 or something like that. So, I mean, Goodell's already been through that. You probably want somebody. Been through it. I mean, it was the greatest <laughs> big game performance in the history of football. So you... He threw for 25 touchdown passes, <laughs> and, and even when they ran the running clock was scoring points. He got them running to sign that I mean, thing, like, it was, the, it was the most horrific bludgeoning I've seen since the first Iraq war. Maybe that's too. Maybe the, the NFLPA realizes, hey, we're not going to concede the stuff that we did last time, that we're in for it for a fight and we need somebody, you know, maybe the NFL owner's thinking they need somebody better. I don't know. To me, I think this will blow over. He'll sign it and he'll be around for 10 more years. You have to appreciate, though, the irony. Bruce Arthur brought this up with me uh, in Adam Crowley's first hour of the show uh, that uh, you have to appreciate the irony, though, of Roger Goodell being unhappy with an incentive-laden contract when NFL players have nothing but... Instead of laying contracts, right? <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, that's probably going to be one of the top things on the new CBA. Right. And there is absolutely no way the owners are going to no. budge to uh, no. guarantee contracts. All right, real quick, right? Um, do you, got a, you got a prediction? It yeah, doesn't have I to think be a score. I de- definitely think they'll win, but it's going to be closer than what you think. It won't be, they won't cover. So they it's, what, cover. 10 points right now? So 26-16, I think like the that. Steelers are going to win by 21 19? points. 21? 21 points. Wow, you're a homer. I am. I am. All right, Mark Caboli, thank you. This has been fun. Good to see you again. Follow him on the Twitter machine. Check out his stuff at The Athletic. I'm Rob Rossi. Follow me at real underscore Rob Rossi. And check out my stuff at upgroove.com. Get well, Adam Crowley. This is ESPN Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for Robert Morris versus Ohio State in men's college basketball. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.